following program is a presentation of Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, the free Fox Sports app, available from Apple or Google Play, and always online at foxsportsradiocharlotte.com. It's time for the Uptown Sports Crowd. Here's Mackie Gallagher with Ben Cole. Good morning, Charlotte. And welcome to another edition of the Uptown Sports Crowd. My name is Mackie Gallagher. As always, I am joined by the one, the only, Benny Boy, Benjamin Cole. We've had a long morning already, Ben. <laughs> Look at us. I'm, I'm looking at you. You. How did you describe your eyelids when we walked into the studio this morning? <laughs> like did... a hard-to-open pistachio. Like when you are digging in those bags of pistachios and you pull one out and, like, the shell is... So tight around the pistachio, you can barely get it open. That's how my eyelids feel. It I need did. someone to just get in there and crank that, <laughs> just crank, crank the eyeballs open. Why are you so tired? Uh, so I was in Boone this weekend, a very pleasant weekend with the girlfriend, Lila. But uh, drove back this morning at 6.30. It was brutal. Uh, Boone is already in winter mode. Uh, really? There was snow on my car this morning. Yeah. I love it. I miss it. I miss yeah, it. I miss it. But uh, it was brutal driving back at 6.30 in the morning. Uh, at least daylight savings time, it got kind of bright quickly. Right. <laughs> it got kind of bright quickly. <laughs> I thought there was something outlawed like this year saying that daylight savings time is no more. I thought I saw some articles or reports on that. Maybe but. it like takes effect. Everything they do like that, it's always like, takes effect in 2040. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I already know my how old will I be in 2040. I already know my 43 year old self would uh need that extra hour of sleep. I'm yeah. already having back pain, so See, that extra hour can do a lot for me. True, but it's nice for me because uh, born in '99, how old I am is just the year it is. <laughs> when it's 2040, I'll be 40. Hey, not a 2000s baby. <laughs> that's not that. I met a, I was I was at a wedding yesterday, and I was seeing a lot of like my friends' younger siblings, and like. They're so much older now. They're like 18 to 20. I'm like, when were you born? And they're like, 2001. I was like, yeah. It's 20. even weirder when you meet like a kid that can, you know, hold a conversation, like a 10-year-old. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I was born in 2012. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I was trying to stop Coney in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> and you're over here. Coney. <laughs> Remember that? Remember that? Yeah, I We got to stop Coney. <laughs> yeah. How was the wedding, though? It was good. It was fun. Shout out Parker Green and Chandler Lippard. Well, now Mr. People and Mrs. Names. Chandler and Parker Lippard. What? People names. I know. Those, those, <laughs> are my, those are my people. It was a wonderful wedding. They both uh, live in New Mexico now. They flew back in. It was a nice little cowboy wedding up in Cranberry Creek. And I think uh, in, <laughs> Cranberry Creek. in Booneville. It was actually a very lovely venue. It was like Booneville? Little, Booneville, yeah. Are we it's in a Dr. Boone. Seuss novel? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good wedding of Who's in Boonville. So we had a Dr. Seuss. I was over here complaining to everybody last night. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna stay. I gotta wake up and get back for the show. I mean, it's like an hour and ten minutes away. And I woke up at like seven fifteen this morning and I thought that was early. And then I see a text from you like half an hour before I woke up. I'm like, Oh, I know this man's struggling. If I'm up this early, I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, how how late were you up? Did you end up drinking and having a good time? I didn't. I had uh, I had a good time. I didn't <laughs> uh, drink that much. I had a few at the very beginning of the reception, and then my thing was there are not really any Ubers or Lyfts up there, and I knew I was gonna have to be er- up early at the hotel, 
And so I didn't want to go knocking on doors uh, because I didn't know what doors to knock on to try to say, hey, you know how it's Sunday and your and your daughter just got married yesterday and you're probably the tiredest you've ever been in 20 years? Well, can you take me to my car 15 minutes away? I didn't want to do that. There were no Ubers. So I was like, I just need to get my car to the hotel. And then once I do that, and then I just kind of chilled, drank some White Claws at the hotel. Overall, it was fun. I was, I was the DJ. I was the MC. Uh, very happy. I used someone else's equipment. They said, we got equipment from this guy. You need to set it up. And, like, I definitely know the basics, and I figured it out, but I got there at 2.30, wedding's at 5, and I got everything set up at, like, 4.47. Wow. <laughs> so I'm right in the nick of time. Uh, you killed it, though? You it give was, a fire that, wedding toast? It, it was I, Oh, I didn't give any toast. The toasts were Thank amazing. God. Like, yeah, I, I, I would have <laughs> I I thrown in a couple knock-knock jokes, and just the silence would have been deafening. No, it was fun. I would, uh... And when I say DJ, it's just me playing a playlist that they Spotify, have on my life. Yeah. And, like, I don't have any turntables. But I'm like, I'm going to do the crossfade on Spotify settings to three seconds. So, like, as it's fading out, the other one's starting. I'm like, I'm a god. I'm a god. <laughs> but I would, uh, I felt, <laughs> I felt like a real DJ when a song like Sweet Caroline or something came on. You know, they have like something that everybody sings. I'm like, bum, bum, bum. Uh-huh. I would turn the music down. I'm like, listen. And then I'm like, ugh, crowd power, crowd control. <laughs> No, it was a terrific time. I got bunions. I feel like my feet hurt. So the shoes I was wearing from Lebo's, uh, they were not good for <laughs> dancing. My my they big toe was hurting. Good. They didn't. Uh, they they held together strong, but when I got low, low, my feet started to hurt. Hurt. I couldn't think of a synonym <laughs> for hurt that. Oh man. Well, I'm happy that we're both here. Yeah. We are both awake. Yeah. And we appreciate you tuning in to the Uptown Sports Crowd now. We, this is a this is a good uptown sports crowd because one it's a Panther victory Monday and you know what that means. Get that. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It also means the Panthers cannot win or lose today. Oh man, I'm, you can uh, watch football stress free. I am legit. I'm gonna play this new Call of Duty from one to like 11 p.m. and just have red zone popped up. Yep. Scott Hansen, take me home. <laughs> Why are you camping in a corner? That's what, <laughs> so that's gonna be the vibe of uh, this Sunday for me. Same. But, and also the Panthers played on Thursday. Yeah, let's talk about it. So it's uh. We're not a week late. We're no. just what two days, three days. This is the two and a half. This is the quickest turnaround of us talking about a game. I know, I, and I think the NFL so scheduled it because of that. They said we got we got to sprinkle in one for the Ben and Mackey at the Uptown Sports Crowd, so that way they can have a recent game to talk about. No, it was fun. Um, finally, got a win on primetime. Uh, the new black helmets. What were your thoughts on the? That's why I wanted to go. Friends are. They're like, are you going to the game? I'm like, I'm just going for that alternative black helmet and two blue stripes. I don't care anything else that happens. I just want to see it in the and I want to see it in person. I want to see it live. Yeah, I really liked the uh, unis, um, the kits. <laughs> no, the kit. <laughs> no, they were uh, very very cool to look at. Um, I would recommend them wearing them more often. Yes. Obviously, you know, we're one It's an alternate jersey, but yeah, you're one and zero them. Can't can't hurt now. Throw them on. I want to see that combo. I think the Panthers have. Uh, Good uniform combos. My personal favorite is uh, the white jerseys on black pants. I, I actually hate those. Really? That's funny. Ouch. I think I think there's too much going on Get with out. them. <laughs> there's too much going on. My pistachio eyes can't handle two different colors being worn by a football player. What do you mean it's too good? I like feel like black white- and blue is already like a borderline questionable combo in the world of fashion. And then when you throw in white on there... It's like, uh, too much. You know what I mean? 
You know what I mean? You can do like the white and silver. I really like the white and silver and blue. That's my least favorite. Uh, I I like the b- all black and all blue. Oh, yeah, all black and all blue. Yeah, but we haven't worn the all blue in a while. You can't do black. You could even do like, no, I don't think there's any combo of black, white, and blue that you can do because you can't do black helmets with white jersey and blue pants. And you can't see now do, that's too much going on. It's the same thing as what you said, just different colored pants. So it's not the same. When you're talking about a uniform, pants are, I feel like, an essential part to a uniform to which one is wearing. Mm-hmm. And so black helmets, white jersey, black pants. You said black helmet, white jerseys, blue pants. Those are very different. And, I, yes, you shouldn't wear blue pants. But I just, the black on top or on underneath the white is too much for you? Yeah. Agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. Yeah, we said we we're going to talk a poll, about but, uh <laughs> That can be the crowd's view today. That could be the crowd's view. We're going to tweet it out uh, What's your soon. favorite uh, Yeah, Panthers jersey combo? Not even what's your favorite. Is this good or <laughs> is, is this, this good? bad? Yeah. Black pants, bad. <laughs> Black no. pants with white jersey, specifically bad. But Ouch. speaking of the game, how was the atmosphere? You were there, as you mentioned. I was. My calves are still so sore from the amount of stairs I had to climb. It was good. I mean, it was kind of empty. But uh, it was one of those football games where everyone was, like, brought together just because, one, we had no idea what to expect. Like, the last Falcons game, we just got embarrassed by Cincinnati. Um, and then now it was raining a good bit. And so... I had a bunch of my friends, or like uh, a bunch, like three or four of my friends uh, that I grew up with that I haven't really seen in a while. They came into town for the game. And do you ever, are you ever like in a situation to where you can see something like happening before it actually happens? Oh, yeah. Like, like That's So Raven. Yeah, That's So Raven. I had a vision walking down Poplar <laughs> yeah. Street. We're walking down and like, we're, we're in two different seats. One uh, one group is on the lower level, we're on the upper level. And we're falling behind of one. And, like, they're slowing down and walking. Like, I'm trying to get them to sing. They're like, just go, just go. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way everybody was walking, I was like, I know we're going to lose somebody. The moment we got to, like, Graham and Min Street where, like, it's just the stadium and everybody walking, immediately lost somebody. Yeah, and then and you're so, turning around, oh, where that, are That's they? what I'm saying. Marcus. Marcus, <laughs> come here. Finally, thank gosh for cell phones. If that didn't happen. And also, speaking of, like, cell phones and losing people, Game of Thrones would have been one episode if there was any type of instant messaging. But that's a conversation right. for another day. But once we got in, we didn't know where our tickets were. Uh, Sandy, just, our friend Sandy, just bought them. And someone then, had all the tickets. Someone had. Oh, he he mm. had he had all seven. He got through them quick though. Uh, and he just said we're section five twenty one, row thirty two, like seats one through like five or whatever. I start walking up section five twenty one. I'm walking for a solid like minute and a half, two minutes, and I just get to row eighteen. And I look up, and I'm like, oh, there are 34 total rows to this section, <laughs> and we're 32. I haven't sat that high in a minute for a game. And, like, I try to run, and I try to be an active guy, but my legs have not hurt this much from the amount of times I like, go into the bathroom, go into the beer. It's like, like climbing back. a mountain. Dude, no, it's insanely steep. And But what was good about it was with the rain and with, you know, the weather factor on Thursday, that wall at the top of the stadium, I kept us completely dry. It did look like that. I saw some of your pictures. Yeah, no, it it was beautiful. And, like, the vibe up there. And that's one thing I do love about sitting very, very high is just I feel like it's a different, like, vibe. Oh, it is. Because everyone's just kind of standing up. You're not blocking anybody behind you. And I I like being a person that stands up during a game. But if I know people are sitting down behind me, I'm only standing up in, like, big moments. But if I I could – if I had my way, I would stand up just the whole game and, you know, just chill and drink. Gigantor. Uh, and and I'm saying it, Gigantor. Just, <laughs> I'm blocking. 
<laughs> There's yeah. always someone like you standing the whole time in front of someone like me when I go to games. <laughs> So I'm glad that you're not that person. No, I I, I try like I'll turn around. I'll be like, can y'all see? Like if it's a big yeah, third down yeah, or something. Exactly. But like if it's like first down, second quarter, nah, I don't care. No. Um, and I'm saying all this because we lost somebody. We missed the game day or the pregame, uh, show primetime, all the fireworks, the introduction, and all that stuff. And then like the only, I mean the final score was 25-15 Panthers. But like the biggest play was that Lavisca Chenault touchdown, and I missed that too. I was down getting a drink, and I just hear people cheering, and I look up and I just see Chenault just running down the field. Oh, so at least you caught the end of it. I caught the very on TV, like in, inside of like the concourse. But I'm like, I missed like the two best things of <laughs> uh, this game. And then eventually we just moved down to the lower level because nobody cares at yeah. that point. I was but, gonna say, do you think lack of uh, attendance was Partially just because of the weather. I mean, I would think so. I I I thought the tickets would be a little bit more expensive. I think our tickets are like fifty something bucks after all the fees and everything. I think it's the actual bad. ticket price is like forty forty two. Probably thirty fees but, are like half of it right? at this point. <laughs> and that explains why we're row thirty two <laughs> or thirty four. But um, but no, I did. I wanted to see more people there, but like it's just hard this season. Like the last couple games have been. More entertaining and more competitive, you know, except for like the Bengals, probably. But it truly was empty at like the first, just so many blue seats. And that's kind of just been the theme. But honestly, when something happened with the Panthers, it got crazy loud. So, like, it wasn't filled with a lot of away fans, which I'm honestly fine with the more like a empty looking stadium, but, but all, more, more 90 Panthers. 10 home away. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, when the Falcons did something, which was uh, kind of small during that game or not that many times, uh, you could hear the Falcon fans in attendance. But it was cool, like JC Horn getting the pick. It was really awesome to watch because, like, I see a lot of Panther fans kind of buying into him. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, you're going to see his role uh, increase because Dante Jackson is out for the rest of the season, suffered a uh, tour Achilles in that game. Not good. Um, but overall, it was really fun. Primetime football are games that, if you're a fan, you should go to. Just like it's different watching football under the lights, it's a whole different vibe than like a 1 p.m. Sunday game. Uh, but also, I'm kind of down bad in fantasy today off to a start because. Buys are killing me, and uh, buys are killing me. And my two running backs that I started were Chuba Hubbard and Cordero Patterson, who have combined for like 3.9 points or whatever this week. Oof. So, well, but the Panthers got the dub, and that's all I really care about. Well, before we break down the Panthers win, because I know we're going to jump into it, just because you brought it up, I want to bring it, bring it up. Dante Jackson suffered an injury out for the year. Yeah. Very unfortunate. That's sad. But that brings me. To a conversation we should have. Let's have a tough talk about turf. Tough talk about turf. This is what we call hashtag alliteration. Yeah. <laughs> tough talk about turf. So Tommy Tremble <laughs> wants to have a tough talk about turf. <laughs> and so we're gonna have a tough talk about turf with Tommy Are you Tremble. talking to be a Morris coach? <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Tremble tweeted out uh last night. Tommy Tremble tweeted tough talk about <laughs> Actually turf. it was uh yesterday <laughs> afternoon, twelve fifty six. It was not late night thoughts. But Tommy Tremble said uh we want to be on the field. Coaches want us on the field. I would hope so. That was my little uh, <laughs> commentary on it. <laughs> he said, we want to be on the field. Coaches want us on the field, and so do the fans. Slit film turf is taking too many guys <laughs> out of the game. Hashtag safer fields. Um, I agree. I think turf is really whack. Like, I, it's, it's just teams trying to save money because, mm-hmm. you know, maintenance, grass. Um, but turf... It hurts. It's <laughs> turf. It hurts. <laughs> I, see, I'm one of the furthest of, of 
to those listening, I will go ahead and say this. Uh, I am one of the furthest things you will ever meet from an athlete. So I've never <laughs> played on turf. But everything I've read is saying, like, there's, like, no padding. Or, like, it's no. just, like, falling just right on a hard it's ground. Basically, yeah, it's basically con- – not – it's not concrete. But it, it might as well be. It it hurts. No, and, like – and the fact that more people are getting injured and more uh, – more teams are going to turf. I've always liked the natural grass field, but if there wasn't no, if there wasn't any turf, um, we probably the Bank of America probably wouldn't have any that many concerts. I think that's one of the reasons why concerts weren't in the stadium that much because of the, you know the real grass. But it's one of those things. If you're in a football like in a football stadium, the pro- I feel like the priority is the team winning. So what you're saying is it's all about money. Yeah, but probably. you're right. <laughs> Most likely about the concerts but and the yes. fact that ev- I've ne- I haven't heard one good piece of commentary on turf from any player yeah the only things i've ever read about turf have solely been how players want it gone yeah and like if you're the nfl which is probably like one of the what the richest organizations right now businesses but like if you're if your success is also based on the success of players and the stars that have worked their whole life to you know get on the football field and play in this league like, why would you not listen to them, a lot of them, when a vast majority are saying that this could end careers or could take them off the field, even right. from a business standpoint? Like, if you, if it is all about money, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just um, not yeah, a single they, good thing I've heard about uh, Twitter. No, and turf. speaking of uh, turf and not hearing anything good, the universityhospitals.org uh, did a study back in 2019. Uh, they found that athletes were 58% more likely to sustain an injury during athletic activity on artificial turf. Um, injury rates were significantly higher for football, girls and boys soccer, and rugby athletes. It's basically any sport. Right. Takes place on turf. Uh, not good. Not good for your knees. Not good for your ankles. Uh, not good for your skin when you fall on it. Well, because that's what. I'm, but the older I'm getting to, and the more brittle my bones and body is getting, like I'll see football players just. Like put like just not even like with the big hits that you see, but just them jumping up to like deflect a pass and the way they land on their shoulders or arms, even though they're wearing padding. And you're just like, Owie. I'm still like like I would break in half if I just landed the way they just landed, like in the end zone, jumping up to deflect a possible touchdown pass. And th- and then on top of that, you're landing on turf, which has been like I said, I've never played on turf, but has been described as like playing on concrete or just on any other hard surface with surface with no padding. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, I, I, I hate seeing so many players get injured or like getting all these notifications, ACL out for, uh, out for a season, or you know they're missing four to six weeks after being evaluated for like a some kind of sprain or something like that that most likely is caused by turf. Yep. And I feel like I feel like what there are just a few stadiums that still have natural grass. I feel like now. Yeah, I actually am not sure. And I think um, it's just be, I think it's mainly because like these venues are just turning into like multi-purpose yeah, venues. Yeah, you see a lot of stadiums that are you know dual purpose. I was saying, every um, stadium that's pretty much being built now, arena or stadium like football stadium especially is going to be kind of built. I feel like to accommodate concerts and other huge events that are coming to whatever city it's in, not just this is like like SoFi. <laughs> like yeah. even though that's one of the craziest stadiums to use an example, but it's not just the Rams and Chargers state like uh stadium. It's gonna be any huge stadium tour that comes through. You need to be able to switch it out. Yep. Um who knows if like, you know, any of the college basketball tournaments will be held there, like for March Madness or anything in the in the coming years. Uh you- but it's it's interesting to think about. Yeah. And you see with these dual purpose, I'm just getting off on a tangent now, but you see with like a lot of dual purpose stadiums and venues now that regardless of the sport, it just seems to work against the team that plays there. Like take hockey, for instance, mm-hmm. Hurricanes 
and the Rangers and a couple other teams have a uh, stadiums where they play basketball and hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hurricanes share stadium with NC State's basketball team. A lot of times you'll go to games um, where it's like a day turnaround. And the ice, it's just not fully yeah. prepared yet. You'll see a lot of guys fall, just like soft spots on the mm. ice. And it's just mm. not 100%. Have you watched any of those like time-lapse videos of people? Oh, it's like, so cool. No, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm just like, how are y'all doing this? Where does the ice go? <laughs> but uh, and going back to the game on the turf, you know, that calls Dante Jackson to pretty much season-ending injury with his Achilles. Uh, on the Falcons' side of things, they're still, I mean, they're still kind of in the running, or they still are first. Everyone is still in the running. Which is crazy, yeah. right? Uh, do the thing with the Falcons that's inter- that's is grabbing interest out of me is their backup quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Ritter, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, he got drafted. Marcus Mariota is playing. Do you see Mari- uh, Mariota like kind of being a solution for the rest of the season? And the season after, do you think that's going to be one of the things that, you know, they throw them in? Because the Falcons, I feel like, are one of those teams, too, to where they can play any team pretty well, make it competitive. They're competitive, Decent yeah. defense, and they do have a big play potential offense. You know, you got Drake London, Pitts, uh, Patterson. Uh, but then I just watched this, you know, that Mar- Mariota play where he's falling on his back and he, and he just, just throws, throws it up. It up yeah. And I'm just like, what? Low IQ. Well, horrible, <laughs> horrible IQ play. I was about to say, Mariota has just been bad um right you gotta think with how he's been playing i mean ritter's gotta be really bad <laughs> in a nice way but uh mariota looked just not good in the game against the panthers um you know obviously most of their production comes off of the rpo with him yeah so it's like if they can design a playbook around him and that's what i want to start start seeing coaches do it's too often you see coaches try to bring in guys and just fit them into their offense rather than building an offense around the player mm. and their strengths rather than weaknesses. Um, if they can build an offense around Mariota, I think they can be successful. Right. But in the NFL, with how fast defenses they are, I don't even know if he's... I, I never thought Mariota was going to be a high-caliber NFL quarterback mm-hmm. because I always thought he was a little too one-dimensional. He can throw the ball, but he his strength comes on the ground, is and it? NFL defenses are just too fast. Okay. Like, look at the Panthers. The Panthers ran a spy on him all night, contained mm-hmm. him, and he didn't get anything going. No, right. 15 points. Okay. Chucked that ball up, falling on the ground. Just didn't play well. We're seeing a difference in, like, the front seven defensive play from teams all throughout the NFL this season. Like, I feel like pocket times are, are uh, much less than they have been mm-hmm. in the— and past seasons, like so, I, I agree with that in terms of just the the speed at which the, the defenses jump are playing. From college to NFL is just too much. Like you can see a guy like Mariota dominate, even Lamar. I mean, you, Lamar still has scramble plays, mm-hmm. but when you go and watch his highlights from college and then compare them to the NFL, they're not even close. Like defenses are just too quick in the NFL yeah. to where you're not going to be able to have those plays all the time. Um, so that's why I just. I was never too high on Mariota, but I think like he's a solution right now for the Falcons. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, obviously. But um, they might want to look for some better options. Now, is this also just does that answer kind of, your question? It does answer my question. This also kind of uh, envy for what he did to your to your Florida State boys in the national championship not too long ago. <laughs> is that why you never were too high on him? Well, Florida State was bound to lose by a lot that year. That was the year they kept getting down by like 21 points in mm-hmm. the first half and they would come back every single game <laughs> and somehow win by like a point and eventually, you know, you run into a good team like Oregon and they just got outcoached and outplayed. But uh 
I, I'm I'm still a little butthurt about that. You always see that clip of Jameis getting sacked. Yeah, that their scoop and score. Yeah, that was not uh that good that good of a play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, that that's the main thing I remember. It reminds me of that Mariota uh interception during the uh, during the uh, Panther game. And mm-hmm. just transitioning to, you know, next week, the Panthers kind of have like a mini bye week uh, going against the Baltimore Ravens. You kind of brought up Lamar Jackson, who is having a fantastic season, who hasn't been re-signed yet. That's kind of a contract year. Yeah, that's a storyline that I'm keeping up with. You know, you got I, I saw uh, a news report from a local uh, news station here in Charlotte that the Panthers have a 90 percent chance of making the playoffs. Which yeah, is, I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, 90 percent chance of making the playoffs if they win against the Falcons on Thursday, which they did. This is before Thursday. And then even if they lose their next three to the Ravens, Broncos, Broncos and Seahawks. Seahawks. Yep. And then they win their next four, which will be the Steelers and Lions. Lions in the divisional game. Saints yeah. and uh, you got it. Bucks. Yep. <laughs> you, got you got it. it. I believe in you, brother. Come on, kiddo. Come on, kiddo. No, I, it is crazy, though. Everything came down to that Falcons game. No, once uh, again. Yeah, it was like they have a 90% chance of making the playoffs, even if they lose all three of those games against the Ravens, Broncos, and Seahawks, as long as they beat the Falcons on Thursday night football. I can't remember the exact percentage, but I think it was like if they – actually, I think I do remember. If they lost to the Falcons on Thursday night football, I believe they had a 9% chance. So it came down to that. Falcons game and, and if they, they got won, the win. And if they beat the Falcons, which once again they did, yeah. uh, and then they lost those next three against the teams, and then they lost any of the, that last four, it was fourteen percent. And uh-huh. now some like if you're listening, you're like, uh, numbers, I can't <laughs> I can't keep up. But it's just showing like how important that Falcons game was. And now you got the Ravens coming up. And the Ravens have kind of they they've been playing very, very well. Uh they're they're dealing with injuries themselves. But the big story with them, you know, is not being able to close out games. And right now, the offense has been doing decent at putting up some points. Uh, but going against a team that, you know, is headed by Lamar Jackson, who has a quarter. And because all I'm thinking about is the Giants game this year, when Daniel Jones made some great throws, but he he beat us with the, Iced the game with uh, his legs. Yeah, and he had multiple other runs on third down throughout that game to uh, extend the play or extend the drive. And so if Daniel Jones is doing that, which once again, I've said it, Daniel Jones is like one of the most sneaky, fast people in the NFL right now. Uh, but if he can do it, I'm not. Uh, like Lamar Jackson can. I'm like, so. And you're not going to win a shootout against Baltimore. No, no, yeah. it's not going to happen. Yeah, you have to contain Lamar any way you can, like you did with Mariota. It's going to be a much tougher task. I'm but, about uh, to say. You need to run a spy on him, just switch up the looks on defense, um, and then just control time of possession. Mm-hmm. Just keep the ball away from their offense. That's a good way to win. That is a good way. Just run it down their throats. And Deontay Foreman has clock. been... That's what I'm saying. Chew clock, make PJ have to make easy throws, and uh, just try and keep it out of Lamar's hands. Yeah, Deontay Foreman, third consecutive game with uh, 100 yards rushing. Third consecutive? Third consecutive. He had 100 against the Bengals? Yeah. Nah. Nah. But uh, either way, he's been dominating. He's been dominant. And also, a cool stat is since week seven, he uh, is second in the league in yards after contact. Wow. Them, the yak. The, the yak. yak is, we say is, the yak is important. Well, and yeah. uh, and Derrick Henry is the only one that leads him or in that time span since week seven. Oh, wow. So former teammate, the person he used to run behind. Uh, and, you know, since uh, since week, I think it's, I saw a stat too. Or, yeah, it was weeks one through six where the Panthers had a total of 
three rushing touchdowns, two or three with Rush, uh, with Christian McCaffrey. Then since week seven, they got like seven. Wow. Mainly from that three rushing uh, game from uh, – or three touchdown game from Foreman against the first time against the Falcons. But, no, the run game is starting to click. And, you know, if you can run the ball in football – you can win some football games. When we come back, <laughs> we're going to kind of talk about another Charlotte team that's not winning, which is the Charlotte Hornets. Oh, no. Buzz, buzz, indeed. And then we're going to uh, just continue with some Sunday morning sports talk right here yeah. on and, Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And uh, real quick, we'll give you some updates. Uh, there's a game going on in Munich starting on a, in two minutes. Um, the Buccaneers are playing, uh, so we will. Oh, important some... game for the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, the Bucks and the Seahawks. So uh, we will keep an eye on that. And Gino, we trust. Come on, Gino. Gino! Uh, currently in the running for comeback player of the year. Can he help the Panthers out and get a win? We will keep you updated for the next half hour of the show. Don't go anywhere. This is the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And now back to more of the Uptown Sports Crowd on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte 94.7. It's the Uptown Sports Crowd. Yeah, it is. On Fox Sports Radio Charlotte, I'm Mackie Gallagher. That's Ben Cole. What's your yeah. middle name? Is it is it also a first name? It is. <laughs> it's oh. Connor. Ben Connor Cole. Benjamin. Benjamin. It makes it flow a little better. Benjamin Connor Cole. It makes it Cole. sound a little it less does. white. It does. Can I, I'm going to BCC, BCC on a lot of emails. I'm I'm leaving. I'm sorry. That was I tried to find a the way door. to. <laughs> I am pointing to the door. <laughs> saying, he, is ge- he is gesturing to the door. The BCC. Um, that's what I'm going to start calling you. Like the BBC, but BCC. Okay. It's original. <laughs> He said, okay, don't do that. How about Just Ben? Just Ben. You like, do you want me to call you Just Ben, or are you telling me to call you Just Ben? <laughs> Either. So I could say Just Ben? That's Just Ben. Yeah. That's Just Just Ben. Well, that'd be funny. Uh, yeah. Will it be? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like someone listening right now is like, is that funny? I, I don't want to listen anymore. What kind of what kind of sense of humor is that? Just Ben. <laughs> Wasting my time with this. I'm going to go throw on NFL game day. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of NFL game dates or game day updates, tune in to Chilling and Grilling with Jeff Ken on K1047. Uh, we do a game day update every single hour of the show to keep you updated with what's happening in the NFL today. As I know, you are just preparing to get your day of football started. A quick NFC South preview update. You know, we're talking that uh, Panthers-Falcons game on Thursday night. Bucks currently lead the division at four and five. Falcons right behind at four and six. Saints are three and six, and the Panthers are three and seven, but three and one in conference play, which is just Insane. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> which is just a funny, funny thing. The Saints play the Steelers today on the road, so we need a Steelers win. Need yeah. a big Steelers win. Yeah, the team that doesn't have a touchdown over eight yards so far this season. <laughs> um, you know, offensive coordinator uh, for the Steelers is getting uh, Matt Canada is getting that Matt Rule treatment. Fans do not like them. They want them out. The Steelers uh, are not really known for this and haven't had a mid-season fire of a staff member or wow. coaching staff in a, quite some time. 
And some people think that this could be the first time that happens because, you know, Steelers are just a loyal team. Um, but right now it's – but also it's not like your team was that good going into the season, too. No. You know, like it's not Steelers like y'all – Steelers fans are just kind of like Cowboys fans. They're always expecting to yeah. be good. Because they are. They yeah. usually are. They usually they, are. They, uh, Steelers, at least. They have more recent Super Bowls than uh, recent – I saw that uh, clip – of that Super Bowl, I don't know the exact number of the Super Bowl, but it was when they played the Cardinals, the Steelers did. Oh, yes, yeah. so with the that, catch. With that Santonio Holmes catch. Yeah. Man, that was, a, that was a great throw-in catch in the back of the end zone. Crazy. And then, and then also that game, I think, uh, what was it, James Harrison got like a 99-yard pick six for a defensive lineman or something. It was like early to start off the so. game. Yeah, and, that was a crazy Super Bowl. Right, in the words of uh, John Madden, may he rest in peace. I love watching a big guy score. That's one of my <laughs> favorite. That's why I love tight end touchdowns. But, yeah, I mean, if the Bucks lose, which they pretty much probably just kicked off right now versus the Seahawks. Yeah, they went three and out first drop. Oh, oh, and they barely won last week. That that They've little, been struggling. They have Their been. game plan is just Tom Brady throw the ball 48 times. No, it's insane how they're not even running. How do you, like, you have Leonard Fournette, and you're not going <laughs> to run it on third and one. Let's throw it to Otten. I mean, it worked out on that touchdown play, but throughout the game, it's just like Tom, Tom Brady's like, this is all I got. <laughs> give me, give me pass plays. <laughs> yeah, you think that he just. He's at the line. Kill, kill. No, right. Kill, kill. Pass, pass. That's all. Every it is. time I hit first and ten, it's a run play. He gets up the line of scrimmage and he's kill, kill. I didn't lose my family <laughs> to hand off to Leonard Fournette, <laughs> Bruce Arians. I'll tell you that for sure. But yeah, right. Panthers. They have a chance for success to make it to the playoffs, pending yeah. some uh, divisional losses from other teams. Mm-hmm. It will be. Uh, it will be interesting to watch these next this game. These next three games in this stretch will be. Uh, very important against the Seahawks, Broncos, and the Ravens, starting off with the Ravens. I just did it backwards. Um, but they should have a lot of confidence coming off of that win against the Falcons. In front of the nation, in front of primetime. Now, granted, like, it wasn't the best game, but, I mean, we got a dub. Primetime, and, you know, they won a must-win game. They did. And in pretty uh, complete fashion. No, And I will say this, too. A good thing that I noticed as a fan about this Panther game was it was nice coming off an embarrassing loss. And winning the next week. Yeah. It recent because there have been multiple games in the last couple of years where the Panthers have lost by twenty one plus points and it was just domination uh from the other team from the get go. And then that's just kind of been derailment of the season. Like they just don't come back from it. Uh this season, uh Mangles whooped them. Uh, mm-hmm. As expected, Loki, but Joe Mixon, you know, put up that record game. But then they came back out, like you said, won a must-win game. So, I don't know. Panthers are exciting to watch. I'm enjoying it. That's all I can really yeah. ask this season. Yeah. I'm not really expecting much. The fact that somehow we still are even talking about playoff chances, like this is what needs to happen, that's a win. I was about to say, there's already been so many points this year where it looked like this team was just going to roll over and uh, die. <laughs> but yeah, really. Especially after that Bengals blowout loss. Coming back on primetime at home – in a must-win game, and dominating on both sides of the ball. I mean, they won in the trenches. The mm-hmm. O-line looked good. They protected P.J. They didn't turn the ball over. They came into the game last in the league in third down efficiency. Really? And they were, let me double-check, like 6 for 15, I think, on third downs. Um. So that's a very good sign yeah. for the Panthers. Well, yeah, a little under 50, 50%, but, you know, you got to take the weather into account, too. This is by far the best old line the Panthers have had in a while. Derrick yeah. Brown is having a record, not record year, but his, like, his uh, his best year so far. He's just disrupting the line of scrimmage. Just he, He's exactly what the Panthers draft him to be. Um, so I love watching him kind of grow into his role, uh, t- him be a leader on this defensive line. 
Um, and overall, just that victory. Just it's nice having that victory. Yeah. I just enjoy I enjoy it so much. Um, teams in Charlotte that uh, aren't having many victories are the uh, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, they're uh, not looking a, good. It's not. At, at least something happened yesterday. I mean, Lamelo Ball was able to come back. Lamelo Ball did come back. Um, and real quick, the Hornets did. They they did an, uh, They didn't really give us updates on injuries. Injuries. No, it just kept <laughs> saying out. Out, 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 yeah. Unlikely or questionable. And I'm just like, well, like, what's going on? Give us an update. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, Melo Ball will make his debut. Well, Melo Ball has a first at, first quarter buzzer beater. I'm like, what? There was no preparation for this. I would have first quarter buzzer beater. Right? Hey, I'll, I'll take, <laughs> Silver lining. I'll take, I'll take what we can get this year, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're right, though, because I was checking the injury report. Speaking of injuries, it just sucks because it feels like this team just can't get whole. Um, you finally get LaMelo back, and then Dennis Smith Jr. is out. And then Hayward is out. Cody Martin's out. So this team just can't get healthy. But ugh, a rough start to the season. They've lost eight in a row now. Eight in a row. They're 3-11 and on the year. They lost to the Heat back-to-back this weekend. Lost by 17 last night. It was LaMelo's debut. Um, he struggled, but you can't expect him to be flawless. Uh, he went one for nine from three. He, I would like to see that be a little better. 15 points. Um Right now, that that eight game started to interrupt, but that eight game losing streak is the uh, the longest in the league right now, yeah. followed by the Lakers at five, which is another funny team to watch. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the, the Hornets are pretty much uh, in dead last in the Eastern Conference, uh, right right ahead of the Detroit Pistons. Mm, that's that is, not a good uh, team to be paired up with. No, typically, it is not. Uh, and it's. It's. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I just want just put the ball in the hoop. Put the ball in the hoop. <laughs> More times than the other team. Come on now. I mean, it's just it's just injuries, man. No, it is. It's also just team play. Like, there's a, been a lot of turnovers. I think they yeah. turned the ball over 21 times last night. Ugh. 21 times Don't as an NBA that. team. That's not setting yourself up to win. Don't tell me that. Um. Yeah. Do you think? How are you thinking about this team? Uh, looking down the road. Obviously, they're not whole yet. But let's say all goes well. Everyone's healthy. Uh, moving forward, do you think this is a team that can turn it around and make a push for the playoffs? I mean, yeah, we're still. I mean, we're only 14 games into a 80 plus game season. Uh, if they make the play in and stuff, it, this is a horrible way to start. I mean, starting off the season, you know, on an eight game losing streak for a team that isn't really known for going on huge streaks throughout any portion of the season, no matter who's on the team, is not good. I think the mo- like I feel like if the Hornets were to go on a win streak, it would be that four or five range. Then you know, but it, then it's never followed by a loss. So then all right, let's get back on a two or three. It's like it's a, always a like three four. game losing. That's streak. what I'm saying. Like it was like a meme last year with how much I just wanted them to be 500. Then they would get like four games below and win three in a row, then lose two, and I'm just like ah. No, I remember that. It was a battle last year just it was to be 500. <laughs> That's all I wanted. Um, and it's just that uh, sometimes it's just hard watching. Uh, this team play in those like kind of must win games, but our games this early must win, but like games against the Heat, like most likely uh, you want to split one of those. Granted, they were both on the road, mm-hmm. pretty sure, but you want to split against the Heat. And, yeah, and uh, and those games are usually pretty hard fought, but those games also it's one of those I, I was telling you before too. It's one of those funny things to where you know I was at the wedding, I'm just keeping up with the app updates I get from the Hornets app, and uh, and it's saying like first quarter Hornets are down like 35 34 35 33 second quarter you know at halftime is really close and it's like end of third heat up 107 to 88 and i'm like what happened no like- the third quarter really seems <laughs> to be just where the hornets just fall off like they get in a halftime close game like you said 
and then, you know, they're just chilling, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they come out and they're just not ready. It doesn't seem like there's any adjustments, maybe. No, and in and, and, and a league, too, to where shooting is such a huge factor. Um, and then also, you know, defensive presence and just spreading the floor. Like, having uh, players, you know, like Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball is great. They are, I think they are very fun to watch offensively. I think they are good offensively. But it's not like we have those ice-cold players. And then you don't have a a solid you know, big man centerpiece, to, yeah. you know, for any pick and roll game, any uh, offensive rebound or you, it's one of those things to where it's just like that. I think this team's trying to find an identity. Of course, you know, you got Steve Clifford in his first year. Um, you have LaMelo battling injury. You have, uh, you have these young guys in the G league, like in uh, uh, Mark Williams to where, you know, he's playing pretty well, just dropped uh, 29 points for the Greensboro swarm. And it's one of those yeah. things like, when, are they going to bring him up to try to, you know, back up Mason Plumley or fill in? Uh, that's been my thing. I just been wanting the Hornets to just find like an established, Big man for quite some time. I was going to say, I do hate to be a Debbie Downer, but when you look at just every category, like you just said, you just laid it out. Oh, yeah. They don't have a centerpiece, and they can't keep possessions going, so they're lacking on the glass. They they lose the rebound margin just about every game. Yep. The closest game, the game they lost by five to the Heat, they actually out-rebounded them. That's why it was close. Mm -hmm. Um, They don't have a big guy. They lose on the glass. They don't have a takeover scorer or true shooter. Mm Mm-hmm. So like you, you have get, like the Terry Rozier yeah. or like the or the ball that you know they can make those big shots they have before in but the past consistently. But, is that, but is that the person that you want to have the ball every single time with yeah. ten seconds on the Hornets? So yes, but you don't have way. true shooters. The Hornets shot twenty nine percent, I think, from three last night. Yeah. That's not going to cut it. Um, That's putting up me numbers. That was yeah, me. that was that was me at the at the Y a couple of days ago. And then you're turning the ball over a lot, so that's just giving the other team more possessions. It's it's hard to find positives. Yeah, no, it, it <laughs> in has this it, lineup. It hasn't been that. Dope. I mean, I'll still, you know, I'll, if I if someone's like, hey, I got free Hornets, like I'm going to the game Wednesday. <laughs> so one hundred percent. So, so I'll, I will go to any Hornets game, but no, it's uh, this uh, this team is just a little different. And yeah. like I said, it was pretty significant injuries right out the gate, and then plus, sure. and then plus some of the uh, the, the off court issues that they've been dealing with recently as well. Um, it's just it just has it's just been a disaster. Like <laughs> this uh, is a disaster. This, 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 I'm Hoodie, I'm I'm until you did it, Rosa Ramirez. <laughs> Man, Charlotte Hornets. I just want them to turn it around. It's just funny. Uh, I is, do you think it's a thing in sports? Is this like an atmosphere of a major city when um one one of their major sports teams are doing well? It kind of like trans translates to the other sports teams because you know Philly, if, for example, you have the Eagles. They're uh, undefeated, the only undefeated team. You have the Phillies who just lost in the World Series, um, and uh, and I'm and I'm I'll bring up 2015 with the Panthers because that's the only happy time really in my life with the fan. It's like, but 2015 was the last time the Hornets made the playoffs, and that was when the Panthers went on a run, and they were both you know just um, pretty synonymous in terms of success that season. Took the Heat to the uh, seven games, which was that was an entertaining series, and then I believe the one off the top of my head that. I think there was a year when I was like in middle school. I went to school, and these are just the three that are off the top of my head. Where Detroit had a couple teams in the playoffs, uh, all in one season, like with the Red Wings uh, and the Pistons and Tigers, or definitely not the Lions. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. No, how definitely. I, could. I know the Red Wings, Red Wings were, were one, and then they're like, and then uh, like a team or two were fighting for playoff spots at least that they normally aren't. So, do you think sometimes like? Uh, success for teams in a major city? Like, does that energy translate? 
I genuinely don't think so. I don't. Either. I think it's just coincidental it's because like, you could probably look at the flip side, and like I mean, just look at colleges for instance. I know it's different, but yeah, like other than this year, Kentucky basketball used to be, you know, number one every year, and mm-hmm. their football team would win like two games. Or Kansas. Kansas is a better example. Yeah. Except both of their teams are actually good this year, so it's <laughs> kind of an off year. But you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Granted, that's college. But then, like, also, I don't know if you're including the Canes in this conversation, but the Hurricanes are yeah. historically good, where the Panthers and Hornets are not. Yeah, but the, the Hurricanes are also in a very different I know, city. they're in Raleigh. They're not worried about Charlotte. No. Um. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I just always find that fascinating. How, now, I feel bad once again. I'm kind of, it's been a long morning already. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what started that conversation for me to talk about <laughs> the success of teams in a city. Because the yeah. Hornets are bad and the Panthers are bad. And you were talking about 2015. Always reminiscing. Yep. Always always going back. Never looking forward. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if there's an energy. I think I think it can have a factor, but ultimately not. Because it's just different sports, you know? There are different sports, different things. <laughs> Could you imagine being like a Philadelphia fan and like having the Phillies win the World Series and then the Eagles like win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, except the Phillies didn't win the World Series. They didn't. That's why I said imagine. <laughs> That's why I said, you know, play pretend. <laughs> play pretend. <laughs> play pretend. That's what a lot of sports fans have to do. Uh, yeah, the um, I was hoping for that one year when the Giants won the Super Bowl I think both years the Giants won the Super Bowl, the Rangers were also in the playoffs, and the Yankees also made the playoffs. Mm. Well, yeah, because the Yankees won the World Series in 2009, and the Giants won the Super Bowl in 2008 and 2011, so they were very close Yeah, one year, and then the Rangers made the playoffs. So New York has been close to doing that. Gotcha. It's, but it's still... I can't imagine living in a city and that happening, and you're just like, we are... We are gods. We are gods. Like, if literally the Hornets even made it out of the first round, that's how I felt. Like, because I was able to go to that game three that was here, and that was fantastic. And I really hope the Hornets can turn it around this season. You know, they're three and eleven. Let's go on the you know twelve game win streak if, to make it fifteen and eleven. I thought that like you have to go on an eight game win streak just to be five hundred right now. <laughs> so, dude, so it's like, uh, can they turn it around? Of course they can. There's not a lot of looking game good. left. No, but it's not looking good. And then our app state boys, uh, what is going on in Boone? They, 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 they are not looking that well. I, I'm not going to, I haven't watched like any of the last two games. I'm not going to sit down and watching like the ESPN. I, plus I, haven't I don't either, even have ESPN. I, plus, but. I, I am. I love app state, man. I do. They're my team. I we used to call those games up that, in the booth. That, that, that is the main thing about it. But I'm. I gotta be real. We're on a sports talk show host, or a sports talk show. You know, as a host, I feel like I gotta give an opinion. Um, when we hired Sean Clark, or not? Yes, we hired him. But when the players elected Sean Clark to be the head coach, I don't know if any App State people remember. The team and the players were basically like, hashtag Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when you were still up there as a this student. This is when I was still up there, when uh, Drinkwitz left mm-hmm. for Missouri. So we hired Sean Clark. I liked it in the sense that he was a loyal App State guy. You just had a coach leave that was there for one year, and you know it felt like you just needed some loyalty and somebody that knows the school, the program, et cetera. So we get Sean Clark in, which I like because he was an offensive lineman for App State. He coached with Satterfield, who is at Louisville now, who's doing a great job. It seemed like a good pick. But at the same time, 
he hasn't really done much as a coach to prove himself. He was under a great coaching staff mm-hmm. the whole time he was at App State. So it's hard to really put success on him individually. And then you're hiring a guy that players elect, but these players are leaving mm-hmm. in a year. The guys that elected him were were super seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, they they Zach Thomas, uh, guys like that, they're leaving. And then, so I don't get it, letting the players. I think they just should have done their due diligence, taken some more time to hire somebody. Because now you look at App State, Sean Clark's in his third year, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they're 5-5, five and five, which is the worst year by far that App State has had in football. But it's relatively the same roster. You got Cam Peoples. You've lost some wide receivers in Hennigan and stuff, but uh, in Malik Williams. But you have, too. you have good weapons still. Um, you have Chase Bryce. You know, who's like an eighth-year quarterback by now. Yeah. Who's played in the ACC, <laughs> played for Clemson. It feels like this team should be much better than 5-5. Five and five. Yeah, that's uh, – it's it's funny thinking about F State football as well. It's funny yeah. – it, not funny, but it's kind of like – and as a fan, uh, I mean, I was – lucky enough to be up there kind of like really during the prime like you know that 12 and 1 season like winning uh it became expected yeah that really did like a bowl game ever or a bowl game eligible every and oh your teammates will you have to think like if you're a fan of lsu or alabama or clemson like yes y'all are gods in the college football world i can't imagine what a college football game in any of the valleys are in tuscaloosa or you know college station in penn state but app state for a team that you know did so well at the FCS level and then transitioned to FBS only a, f- a few years ago, re- uh, really. Um, and then, you know, just have continued success. And although weren't getting crazy big wins against these big teams, but they're just playing every single one well to where you're like, oh, you're on the cusp. And then every single time you were uh, – every season, you're eligible for a bowl game. And up until last year where Bailey Zapp just, you know, destroyed us. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, 5-0. and oh. Like, it's just one of those things, like, as a small school just in the mountains and, like, seeing yourself get that re- national recogni- recognition, seeing the college game day crew come up there, it's just a crazy thing to see when you're living in Boone as a 18 to 22-year-old, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> like, yeah. what's, the, what's the thing? And with uh, the Sun Belt getting much, much more competitive, and that's one thing I'm excited about is the conference is just getting better. JMU. Marshall alone, yeah. Coastal Carolina, Louisiana has been on the uh, in the top twenty-five recently. Um, Georgia Southern is still playing well. Georgia State can get some upset wins here and there. Uh, Troy, not as much anymore. When the when I was in school, Troy was a pretty good team. I remember they beat LSU at their homecoming one time uh, for an upset. But the conference as a whole is, I mean, the Sun yeah, Belt Conference. Better. Yeah, it's it's no longer you know just like who New Mexico State, <laughs> Wyoming. Uh, but it's just, uh, yeah, John Clark, five and five. And yeah, it's, and, and it's and funny I, watching it. Like App State fans get mad on Twitter. Yeah, they, they do. They get mad. Like the moment after a loss, one of my favorite things but, is go read the App well, State. Well, see, tweets. it's interesting because I feel like it used to be the opposite. Like I used to have like, eh, like I do. I kind of want to talk about you know some negatives on like our show and stuff in Boone, and people would just get super defensive. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, it's a switch has been flipped so quickly, and I also think it's interesting, like. I'm seeing fans surprised that we're five and five after how we started the season. I don't know if anybody listening cares, but uh, App State almost beat UNC, who's like a top fifteen team now. And shout they, out Drake May right now. They should He's been have playing. beat UNC. Yeah. Not almost. They missed a wide open two point conversion to win the game. Sixty three, sixty one. Um, final score. They have that, but then they get lucky on a hail mary. That was crazy. <laughs> As uh, a fan, I was like, "There's no way." They that beat happened. Texas A and M, who's 
doo-doo butt cheeks this year. It was more of the style of how that game was. Like, no, it that was. was actually well, but yeah. no, but it's not at the time them being ranked. What was it? Six. It was, it was top ten. Yeah. Yeah, six, and then the way that happened, and now seeing them in retrospect, it's like, yeah, it wasn't good. But, but no, that was actually a genuinely good game. By the way, it's just surprising, uh, like seeing App State fans think this is like a mystery how we got here. It's like I, when you win on a hail mary, that should have been a loss. We should be right. four and six right now. Right. Like this is this just this is just football catching up to you because eventually the more like anything, the more you play, it it'll, it you know, results will show who is better. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just the more downs you play. Nah, words. No words. I, I got you. <laughs> I'm tired. We only have five more minutes. Thank that's, God. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this, uh, this has been a crazy weekend with Ben Ming and Boomy being at a wedding. Once again, shout out Barker Green and Chandler Whippard. And uh, if y'all ever need an MC for a wedding and y'all have a speaker and a playlist and y'all don't want to pay a DJ a lot of money, hit me up. Yeah, let's just spend the last four minutes just plugging everything we do. Plugging everything um, we do. If you didn't know, Mackie and I are inevitable. Uh, you can't avoid <laughs> us if you're in Charlotte. We were on WCNC News a couple nights ago. For we, a total for a to- Total of four seconds. <laughs> Total to uh, each of us. Uh, we host trivia, Rosie's Wine Garden, Tuesday nights, 7 o'clock. Go to Mackey's Trivia. Um, or you can come to Southern Strain Plaza Midwood, uh, Tuesday nights, 7.30, and see Ben. If I find out that any of you uh, go see Ben at Southern Strain instead of uh, myself at Rosie's Coffee and Wine Garden, um, I'm not going to do anything because I don't I don't like confrontation, but uh, I would be very, very sad. No, you should not feel sad for him at all because Rosie's Wine Garden is one of the biggest trivias in Charlotte, and they pull like 20 teams, like 70 people plus every week, and Southern Strain just got trivia. I'm their first trivia host, and I've been growing it. Yeah, it's a good group. It's, it's a, a good, good crowd. Vibe. It's about 50 people, but it's funny. We, we it's could fun. use more people. We it's, don't need more people at Rosie's. It's funny watching how how uh, how much people get into it. Like, it's funny how I know I'm going to get booed. Like every week, <laughs> yeah. if you if you read a question and they think it's an answer, uh, and it's one of those things where like one word differentiates it, and you say it, and like you say an answer they de- they do not like, it's straight up boo. Yeah, it's funny. And like it gets louder and louder, and. Uh, the worst thing is as the host, the reason I am the host is because I won't know anything if I was playing. And yeah. so I'll read a question. And people will and be like, can you give us a hint? I'm like, I don't, know. Be like, <laughs> I don't even know what this word means. There's a preposition in here. That's all I can point out in this sentence. No, it's a uh, uh, trivia is fun. It is fun. And as I say, and uh, Rosie's is outside. It is getting a little cooler, but they got fire pits. They got some heaters. Yeah. Bring some blankies. Um, cover up your toes. That's all that matters. Yeah, Mackie's been in some Lebo's commercials. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Cowboy you'll hat. see him on TV sometimes. Uh, we're both in some paid sponsored ads on social media, so you might see us there. And then also— This is just a final five minutes of me, me, <laughs> me, me, me. It's literally like the Thanos meme. I am inevitable. Yeah, and I'll be in trivia. People are like, were you in a Lebo's commercial? No, like people that? have come up to me and be like, what do you do again? I saw you in a That's in an saying. ad. <laughs> they're, they're, they're like, what is your job? Yeah, literally like, you're here yeah. doing trivia, and now you're telling me to go buy cowboy hats? <laughs> I'm just trying to make it. I'm a wanderer, man. I go where the wind takes uh, we're me. We're comm majors trying to pay bills. That's what <laughs> That's we are. Really what it is. Um, but for the last minute, uh, why not? Plug our podcast. If you're just tuning in and you're thinking, oh, this sounds like an interesting show. I wish I could hear the previous 58 <laughs> minutes. Um, we are now live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon, Samsung, whatever you wherever you get your podcasts from, the Uptown Sports Crowd. Look them up. Rate us five stars, please. We we like uh, 
We like ratings. We we do. <laughs> you know, the, we like uh, feedback. Do we want five stars though? <laughs> yeah, apparently the sweet spot <laughs> is four and a half. Four and a half because we don't want y'all to look like bots. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't, don't want to look too good. We don't want to be just right. See, we're saying that. All right, so don't give us five stars, <laughs> but give us four so that we can be four point five. We're gonna look today as go back two point two. It's like no <laughs> emergency therapy session now. <laughs> But <laughs> you won't believe what they did to us this week. It's been fun. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. It has been. We appreciate you tuning in every single week. For Ben Cole, my name is Mackie Gallagher. We are live Sundays from 9 to 10 right here on Fox Sports Radio Charlotte. And as Ben said, check us out on our podcast, the Uptown Sports Crowd. Have a great day of watching football.